Joe Torre was the fourth choice. The veteran manager was out of work in October of 1995, four months removed from the third firing of his managerial career, when an old friend from his days with the Mets, Arthur Richmond, a public relations official and special advisor to Yankees owner George Steinbrenner, called him with a question: "Are you interested in managing the Yankees?" Torrey made his interest known without hesitation. "Hell yeah," he said. Only ten days earlier. Torrey had interviewed for the general manager's job with the Yankees, but he had no interest in such an aggravation-filled job at its three hundred fifty thousand dollars salary, a one hundred fifty thousand dollars cut from what he had been earning as manager of the St. Louis Cardinals before they fired him in June. His brother Frank Torrey did not think managing the Yankees was worth the hassle either. After all, Steinbrenner had changed managers twenty-one times in his twenty-three seasons of ownership. Adding Buck Showalter to the bloody casualty list by running him out of town after Showalter refused to acquiesce to a shakeup of his coaching staff, it didn't matter to Steinbrenner that the Yankees reached the playoffs for the first time in 14 years, even if it was as the first American League wildcard team in a strike-shortened season. Showalter's crimes in Steinbrenner's book were blowing a two games to one lead in the best of five division series against the Seattle Mariners. And resisting the coaching changes. Why do you want this job? Frank Torrey asked his brother. It's a no-lose situation for me, Joe replied. I need to find out if I can do this or not. Richmond also had recommended to Steinbrenner three managers with higher profiles and greater success than Torrey: Sparky Anderson, Tony Larusa, and Davy Johnson. None of those choices panned out. Anderson retired. Larusa took the managing job in St. Louis, and Johnson, returning to his ball-playing roots, took the job in Baltimore. Larusa and Johnson received far more lucrative contracts than what Steinbrenner wanted to pay his next manager. I've got to admit, I was the last choice, Torrey said. It didn't hurt my feelings, because it was an opportunity to work and find out if I can really manage. I certainly was going to have the lumber. On Wednesday, November first, Bob Watson. In his ninth day on the job as general manager, after replacing Gene Michael, called Torrey while Torrey was driving to a golf course in Cincinnati. Watson summoned him to an interview in Tampa, Florida. That evening, Torrey met with Steinbrenner, Watson, Michael, assistant general manager Brian Cashman, and Joe Malloy, Steinbrenner's son-in-law and a partner with the team. Next morning, Torrey was introduced as the manager of the Yankees at a news conference in the stadium club of Yankee Stadium. Standing in the same spot where Showalter had stood 12 months earlier as the 1994 AL Manager of the Year, it was an inauspicious hiring in most every way. Steinbrenner did not bother to attend the introductory event of his new manager. The press grilled Torrey. Not only had Torrey been fired three times, but also he was 55 years old, and brought with him a losing record, 894 and 1003. Not one postseason series victory, and the ignominy of having spent more games over a lifetime of playing and managing without ever getting to the World Series than any other man in history. Torrey was a highly accomplished player, even a star player, for 18 seasons with the Braves, Cardinals, and Mets. He was named to nine All-Star teams and won one Most Valuable Player award with the Cardinals in 1971. His career profile, however, was dimmed by never having played in the postseason. Torrey's baseball acumen and leadership skills were so highly regarded 
that the Mets named him a player manager at the age of 36 during the 1977 season. He ceased playing that same year, the first of his five years managing awful Mets teams. When the Mets fired him after the 1981 season, the Braves, owned by Ted Turner, quickly snapped him up. Torrey immediately led the Braves to their first division title in 13 years. He lasted only two more seasons with Turner's Braves. Torrey spent almost six years out of baseball, serving as a broadcaster with the California Angels, until the Cardinals hired him to replace the popular Whitey Herzog in 1990. One of Torrey's great strengths as a manager was that he understood what it was like to both star and struggle at the major league level. For instance, he hit 363 when he won the MVP award in 1971 and 74 points lower the very next year. And I tried just as hard both years, he said. One day in 1975 with the Mets, Torrey became the first player in National League history to ground into four double plays, each of them following a single by second baseman Felix Mian. He reacted to such infamy with humor. I'd like to thank Felix Mian for making all of this possible, he said. At his introductory news conference, Torrey displayed his cool demeanor and ease in front of a hostile media crowd. He answered questions with humor and optimism and did not hesitate to talk about his lifetime goal of winning the World Series, something the Yankees had not done in 17 years, the longest drought for the franchise since it won its first in 1921. He knew Steinbrenner had grown restless. All in all, Torrey was not warmly received as the replacement for a popular young manager Steinbrenner had chased off after a playoff season. He was an admitted last choice for the job, and soon heard even after his hiring that Steinbrenner was working back channels to see if he could bring Showalter back. Critics regarded Torrey as a recycled commodity without portfolio. Torrey was in Cincinnati with in-laws on the day after the news conference when a friend from New York called him up. Uh, have you seen the back page of the Daily News? No, why? The New York Daily News welcomed the hiring of Tory with a huge headline that said, Clueless Joe. The subhead read, Tory has no idea what he's getting himself into. It referenced a column written by Ian O'Connor, in which O'Connor said that Tory came across as naive at best, desperate at worst. Wrote O'Connor, It's always a sad occasion when man becomes Muppet. A last choice, a placeholder for Showalter, a man without a clue, a Muppet. This is how Torrey was welcomed as the new manager of the New York Yankees. None of it bothered him. It didn't matter to me, Torrey said. I was so tickled to have the opportunity that none of it mattered. I was a little nervous starting out with it. Every time you get fired, there is always something you think you can do better. I started thinking, maybe I have to do this different or that different. And then one day before spring training began, I was thumbing through a book by Bill Parcells, the football coach. He said something like, if you believe in something, stay with it. And that was enough for me.